All right, Chris, are you ready to ice skate uphill with me? Well, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. So, always. yes. Always. Yes. So, having said that, starting off with Blade. Seminal Classic Blade, the first Marvel movie since the shitty 90s and 70s and all that other stuff we don't really want to talk about like the made for tv movies and stuff like that i mean like straight up like they did the made for tv stuff but really their only movie to go to the theaters before blade was howard the duck (laughs) that's right they were trying for fantastic four in the early 90s that didn't happen yeah but then when we watched that movie that was we understood was that the first bootleg movie we ever downloaded i believe it was i'm because yeah and do we like have to download it in two parts or whatever. I can't remember exactly, but I remember two parts. Yeah. That's back that's in the right. Napster days. Oh my God. <laughs> Roger Corman's fantastic four with the, uh, very, uh, threatening and horrifyingly sinister Dr. Doom. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you got really into that. Really yeah, I did. That. I did. I I was all over it. <laughs> I will say though, if I remember correctly, the design of Mole Man was really cool. I mean, the designs were pretty cool. The thing looked awesome. Thing looked, thing looked okay. I wouldn't say awesome. He looked, he looked pretty cool until he moved or spoke. Okay, but for early nineties, he looked pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say again. I wouldn't say pretty awesome for early nineties. Nothing tops uh, Reed Richards' stretching capabilities, though. <sighs> yeah. Or the god awful explanation yeah. of their powers. <laughs> like, wasn't it like? Uh, you Sue remember became... so much more than I. Yes, Sue became invisible because she she always felt that Reed Richards couldn't see her. That's right. Right, right. Their powers had something to do with their personalities. And, uh, well, Johnny Storm was a hothead. So, so you know. Fire. And uh, let me, I think, I'm guessing here, but Reed Richards was probably like, I always feel like I'm stretching myself too thin. Stretches. I do remember a lot of that movie, and I only watched it the one time. I'm scared, man. I'm scared how much of that movie you've banked in the mind. <laughs> yeah like couldn't i have banked other things why and why is like new memories not deleting this memory (laughs) like go ahead and get rid of it get the fuck out so august 21st 1998 new line cinema marvel present to us blade starring with rated r rated r into theater rated r yeah Budget was $45 million. Yep. This made $131.2 million. So this was a smash success. Big success. I mean, because like in terms of marketing, let's say they pushed it out to $60 million. There wasn't a lot of marketing. No. Trailers, and that's about it. Yep. Director was Stephen Norrington, who did not Nothing really much else. This. I think this was his first movie. And this is it. No, because they did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, that's right. That's right. I always then he disappeared. I always forget that because that was that was garbage. Yeah, that, was, that was so bad. Yeah. Um, but he is interesting because he was constantly linked to projects oh, that just never happened. For like he was linked to the years. sequel. 
he was linked to I can't I, I wanted to write them down, but I was like, ah, but I was surprised at how many things he was linked to and then just never happened. Yeah. I think originally he was supposed to do Ghost Rider. Yep. He was supposed to do Ghost Rider and then that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he was supposed to do the sequel to this, but that didn't happen. It never happened. Although I'm glad it didn't because the script dealt with like time travel and stuff like that. Yeah. So like New Line Cinema bought the rights for this for like dirt cheap because Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy. That's right. Yeah. They bought, they bought it for dirt cheap. They went to um, uh, they went to David S. Goyer and they said, we want you to do this, this just goofy out there vampire movie. And then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. You forgot to say Superman's number one fan, David S. Goyer. <laughs> Superman's number one fan. Is that what he's going by? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a huge Superman fan, didn't you know? You you watched Man of Steel, right? You knew that he was a anyway. So he wrote this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he decided to do it seriously. And it wasn't really like he wrote it with Wesley Snipes in mind, too, which is great. I uh I know. <laughs> like I, I loved that. Uh actually, I love this movie, period. But what I really like. Actually, there's so many things I like about this, but one of the things I like is that Wesley Snipes, yes, it was written for him, yeah. but he made this his own. So, like, so much so that, like, when uh, I saw that they were going to do a Blade TV show without him, I was like, I'm good. I don't need to. And especially because it was loosely based off the first movie. And the actor's name was Sticky Fingers. Yep, Sticky Fingers, a rapper. And they said, yeah, he'll be able to look menacing and also, uh, you know, be stoic in his, his lines and stuff. Yeah. But he definitely has embodied it so much so that, like, the comic books changed the way he looked to suit. Like, this was this was before Robert Downey Jr. and, and Iron Man enveloped marvel so this was the first instance where they said the movie version is way better yeah. let's do that <laughs> you yeah. know um like everything everything because like this is a product of the 70s uh character so you know he had fucking afro he had the giant collar you know like what, trench like green, coat green shirt with a gold collar is that what oh, it was yeah was oh it? yeah um it's actually kind of interesting because he also he had no powers. He was just really good with blades. And that's how he got his nickname blade. It wasn't until he got bit by Michael Morbius, the living vampire. Yep. That's how he was able to get his, uh, his superpowers in that regard. But so they like Goyer. I love that Goyer's like, they're like, yeah, make it uh, like a goofy campy. And yeah. he's just like, no, oh, okay, sure. And then serious. writes a completely like serious, grounded, updated take, not just on the character, but on vampires and, and the world that they inhabit. Like the first like five minutes, 10 minutes of that movie, I remember it, like when I watched the first time, I was just like, oh, this is just so cool. Yeah. Just so cool. And then like when they get to the scene, and then, oh, by the way, the first guy that they introduce, that guy that uh, the chick takes to the, Feeding frenzy, I guess you could say. Did oh, you recognize him? Yeah. Bates Motel. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, wow. 
That's so cool. Yeah, because I, I was like, oh, wow, dude, that guy looks so familiar. And I was like, so I looked it up and went, Bates Motel, yeah. I didn't even have to look it up. I, I made the connection. I was just like, oh, ho, ho. I don't know his name or anything like that, so I'm not yeah. that good. But I was just like, oh, that's awesome. But I remember, so like, you know, it's a standard, okay, vampires or whatever. Like you start seeing it slowly happen. You're just like, you get these flashes, like as he gets these flashes and then he's starting to go, what the fuck's happening, right? But mm-hmm. when the sprinkler system hits, <laughs> that was insane. Do you remember watching that on video when it came out and my dad was with us? Yes. And that and then the blood started coming out and he went, oh, this is just awful. I don't want to watch this. What is this? He was done at that point. I'm pretty sure and we I, had to eject it from upstairs yep. and finish it in the basement. Yep, that's exactly what we had to like, do. No, this is awful. As soon as that happened, he was like, nope. Yeah. And we were like, uh, oh. okay, all right. He's like, you guys can watch it. I don't care. <laughs> My mom had a similar reaction because I ended up watching this with her one not, one time too. Okay. And because uh, like I had the video, so I watched this all the yeah. time. And uh she said something similar. She was just like, oh my God, that's disgusting. <laughs> she yeah. stuck around. Like she ended up watching the whole movie with me. Yeah. But yeah, she was definitely like, uh, <laughs> okay. And also there, it was before that too, when um, Donna Logue's character, Quinn is getting the Hummer. <laughs> yeah. And they do that side pan and he's just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of went, Oh, Oh my God, is he? And I went, yeah, he's. Yeah, that's happening. Huh. That's happening. Yeah. And I was like, well, we could watch something else. She's like, I no, I've seen stuff like that before. So I was like, okay, fine. But then when we got to the blood orgy scene, it was just like, okay. <laughs> Haven't seen that before. But I love that because it totally sets the tone because like within five minutes, you you know, okay, vampires are out there obviously because it's blade but you know they're out there and they're prevalent and they're powerful enough that they're able to be in this situation where they can pump blood through a sprinkler system so that they can go batshit crazy right Mm -hmm. although this time around i did think it was kind of weird how she brought one dude and there's like a hundred people in this place yeah (laughs) you know and i was like ah okay all right but then everything stops and we get one of the coolest intros ever of Blade. And I still, to this day, I'm always like, not one drop of blood on him. Not one. Not one. And there was a friggin' sprinkler system. Not one drop of blood. No. And his, like, he looked awesome. Oh, yeah. The black leather trench coat was awesome. The black uh, chest piece was awesome. But I even love it when uh, when he's not wearing the trench coat, but he's got that jacket underneath it too. Yep. Like he looked awesome all the way through. Every variation of his suit in every one of the movies, he looked awesome. You find that to get more red every movie? Oh yeah, of course, of course. The second movie because, he's got the red liner, and then the third one he's got the red shirt. <laughs> yep, because yep. eventually the thirst wins. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. See what I did there? See, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I will say though that uh, I maybe it's because I love the first one so much, but I feel like his 
appearance in the first one is the best out of all of them. I do like that he's got the like the red accents in the second one. I thought was awesome. When we get to like the full on red shirt, yeah, it's cool, but it's like it it, it starts becoming one of those like well, why would he suddenly start delving into colors now? <laughs> Like, this isn't a guy that's going to the store to get milk, right? Yep. So why would all of a sudden he's like, he's got to be fashionable, right? But that's because also partly because uh, the first movie is definitely like very grounded take on the character, much like The Crow. Whereas in the second movie, this is very much a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And then the third is like trying to be both together. Yeah. And it's interesting that we talk about we we're talking about uh, the Riddick and that trilogy because I always feel like it's very similar because you got Pitch Black, but then you get this fantastical uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. But then you get Riddick, and it's almost like they try to get both of them all smashed in. Both. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, back to this. So uh, I was saying, like, one of the ways that. Uh, I feel Wesley Snipes makes Blade his own. First of all, he loves the character. Oh, like loves to it. this day, if you say, "Hey, man, you want to do Blade?" He'd be like, "Hell yeah, I do." <laughs> he would do Blade in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but it's I feel like, especially in this movie, there's a lot of these little things that I think he did specifically that the director didn't say, "Hey, man, you got to do it." I think he did it, and like one of them is right at the beginning of the first scene. Or no, it's like after, first of all, that first fight scene, fucking awesome. So good. Like. He was the fight choreographer, wasn't he? I was just going to say, yeah, you can I'm tell he's sure the fight he, choreographer. Yeah, he did, he did pretty much everything for the movie. I would. You know, I it's like it. hiring uh, Jackie Chan and then saying, uh, we're going to get some white guy to be your fight choreographer. Yeah. No, you don't do that. You don't get a trained fighter. Yeah like an actual trained fighter like Wesley Snipes and then say, yeah, we'll get uh, this guy to no. And the choreography is fantastic. It's absolutely awesome. But my favorite part is when he's now uh, he's taken out Quinn and he fires at him, nails him. And he goes like this, yeah. <laughs> like full on. And he smiles too. Like oh, yeah. teeth smile. And he's just like, Ugh, like, fuck yeah. Got you. And I'm like, that's got to be Snipes. Like, That's I don't Snipes. think the like, director Snipes was like, go into it. I don't think the director was like, okay, so you're going to shoot him. And when you do, you got to be pumped. You got to be like, oh, I think he did yeah. that. Um, later on in the hospital, when he's now, he's trying to finish off Quinn because he only lit him on fire and he's not dead. He's trying to finish him off and the cops yeah. fired him. And he's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like man that is and then i think the only other one i'm pretty sure was uh like at the end of the movie when he's fighting deacon frost and and we're gonna be all over the road guys like we're gonna be all over the map with this movie so when deacon frost gets his hand cut off and then gets split in half and then puts himself back together there's that shot in slow-mo where snipes is like I was like, there's no way that the director said this. He just did it. And everyone was like, that's cool. That's fucking cool. Keep that yeah. shit in. And I thought about it this time around. Every single one of the movies keeps stressing the fact that he's half human. And I feel like they're stressing it because they want to uh, humanize him. 
they feel like that's the way that humanizes him. I actually think it's when he does these things, when Snipes is, because he's in it. The first two movies, he's 100% in, he's devoted to these movies. So when he does these little things, that's what humanizes Blade. Yeah. Calling him Eric, uh, you know, and saying he's half human, half vampire, whatever. You're just telling me these things. This is showing me that he's human. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so I was just like, oh man, that, that, that just these little things were really, really cool. Um, and then of course we have like, a, like I said, an awesome modern take on vampires. And at some point, a possible creation of zombies as well, which I thought was really cool too. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, like this movie is so great. It's so good. Like even uh, even the ice skate line. Like, oh it's yeah, really, it's really cool. Like Snipes was reading the script and he was talking to like Norrington and, and Goyer. He was talking. He was reading about Deacon Frost. And he goes, "You know, this guy just seems like someone who would ice skate uphill." And they loved that line so much they wrote it in for him. But it's such a great line because yeah. you're right. Like, and it's 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 ridiculous. But then you think about it, and you're like, yeah, there are some people that are just gonna try and do this stupid thing because they think they can do it. Yeah. And that's it. And it works perfectly, especially because like I like I don't think anyone else could do the line like that. And it would have been no. like like even in the remake, uh the DC or no, sorry, the Disney uh blade. If they do that line, I hope they don't. But if they do, it's going to tank terribly. Yeah, I hope they just go and do their own thing. And I like uh, the actor. I really do. I think he's a great actor, and I think he's going to do a really good job on Blade. Um, but I do think that people that are a fan of this trilogy or maybe just the first two movies or whatever should not expect that to be the same in the Disney universe. Oh, because right off the bat, it's probably going to be PG-13. Now, to be fair, um, the last Star Wars movie and uh, The Last Jedi were both pretty brutal in terms of how many people got killed. Yeah, but they're, they don't really, they're not really gory, right? They're not gory. So you're not going to get gore. So you're going to still you're not see gonna get gore. Kill. You're not going to get. You're still going to see get vampire kills, but you're yeah. not going to see like crazy uh ash uh stuff like that like they're not gonna like get yeah. torn apart by you're not gonna see a scene where a giant pile of like fucking vampire fat is lit <laughs> lit on fire with a giant uv fucking flashlight uh, to the point where you can almost smell it oh it's gross that scene every time i watch it, i'm just like oh but you even see the part where like even Snipes is just like, because <laughs> it just reeks. Yeah. Anyway, so we, uh, we said Stephen Norton's director. Uh, we talked about David Gore being the uh, number one Superman fan and also the writer of this. And we mentioned uh, Wesley Snipes' Blade slash Eric Brooks, which I think is interesting because in this movie, he's called Eric a couple of times, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's billed as Blade Eric Brooks in every movie. I think this is the only movie he's called Eric in. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they, they totally let go of that in the second and third. I mean, yeah. Um, once the thing with his mother ra- has wrapped up, it's pretty much done for, right? Well, yeah, because there was really no need for it, right? Yeah. You got Chris Christopherson as Whistler, which um, I never realized Whistler wasn't as prevalent a character, in fact. It wasn't yeah. until 
more uh, closer to the movie that he started to become a big deal. Yeah. Deacon Frost, however, was a longtime villain of Blade. And Blade. in the comic books, is the one that created uh, Blade. But isn't he like an elderly man? He's older, I think right? So. Yeah, he's older. He's, he's, he's like, like old guy. So they, they made he's him like a their version of Dracula almost. Yeah, they made him more hip for the movie. I love it too. Remember when I had the uh, Deacon Frost look? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hair. I had the hair. I oh, would wear button up shirts, yeah. rolled up, untucked. Yeah. I was yeah. in. I, oh, I smoked too, of course. Fucking ice skating uphill. Oh, no, no. I was nailing that look. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was actually this close to trying to emulate the hair for this cam cast, but I was like, I don't know if I could. I don't know I if I could. that look quite vividly and never once. Now that you've said that that was the Deacon Frost, like, oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> 100%. Like I was, I was in, I, uh, I ran that look for a while too. You did. You really did. But I was also like, ah, oh, man, I love this movie. Uh, I mentioned Donald Logue as Quinn. Yeah. We got, uh, Nebush Wright as Dr. Karen Jensen. I got a kick out of this. This is the only Karen I've ever seen who's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> These days, you hear Karen and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then, of course, where our, does our, that come from the whole Karen thing? I don't know. I think it's just because Karen just sounds like a middle middle uh, class entitled white person's name. I really oh, think that's name. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then you've got character actor Udo Kier as Gitano Dragonetti. There's more, yeah. but I, I, I'm like, I'm good with that. Yeah, that's pretty much who I had. Arlie Yover as Mercury, the, the blonde chick. Yeah, I almost, I almost put her in there, but I was like, you know, uh, and I almost put in uh, Tracy Lords just because she was a former porn star. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot she dies in the first scene too. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, but, Tracy uh, Lords is in here. Oh, wow, Tracy Lords is dead already. <laughs> yeah, because he does that thing where, like, he butts her right in the vagina for some reason and then blows her fucking head off. Don't fuck with Blade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. But, I mean, like, uh, so I mentioned Deacon Frost. Uh so, like, you see him really quickly in the beginning because he bumps the the dude that they brought. He bumps yep. into him. So you see him real quick. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then later, when he gets his introduction, is when he's meeting with the High Council of Purebloods. And I actually, that concept I thought was really cool, too, where you had vampires that were born into this. Mm -hmm. So they were the Purebloods, and then you had, you know, the half-breeds or whatever you want to call them, the ones that were turned. And I was like, oh, wow, that's actually really cool that even in vampire society that they would have purebloods and they would go, oh, okay, Deacon, whatever. You were merely turned. I was born a vampire. So maybe you should shut your mouth. Yeah. But the coolest part about Deacon Frost is like, he had a point. Like his thing was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like he, he says right at the beginning where he goes like, what are we doing? Like we're making back alley treaties with these people. I mean, for fuck's sakes, they're our food. Yeah. And they're all just like, hey, whoa, calm down. Like we don't need to upset the order. And he's just like, we need to be running these people like 
cattle. And I'm like, that actually makes sense. I'm not, I'm amazed that people, like they've infiltrated this part to the point where like they've got familiars, which I thought was awesome that they included the familiars with the hidden tattoos to designate who they were familiar to. And then that their familiars were the ones that were going to take care of all the affairs during the day so that the vampires can continue to rule at night with that promise of being turned. I was like, that's a, like, I've shit on David Goyer for a very long time, specifically because of Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman, but only because he should never have been on Man of Steel. He should never have been part of the writing team on that one, ever. But in this sense, like, this is a perfect, like, if he did more like this, I, I'd be like, all right, man, like, this is awesome. The only exception being he shouldn't direct movies. Yeah, I think he's only touched like two or three. And I, well, this one, or sorry, Blade Trinity was his first one. And that was more or less just to do it because yeah. they had no one else. So he was just like, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, and okay, like it's his first movie. So, I mean, there's some leeway to have there, but like, this stuff here, like even the fact that, so they have, well, the emo Deacon Frost, the uppity spoiled rich kid who wants yeah. to take over. So that's very topical. And then like they introduce the vampire god, La Magra, and we don't blink. And we're not like, oh my God, really? We're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm even glossing over some of the stuff they do with Blade where like, you know, he's meeting that herbologist to figure out, to continue dosing himself so he doesn't bite people mm-hmm. because he's got the thirst. And I even thought, like, the whole junkie aspect was kind of interesting because even the, the guy says, like, dude, like, you know, we're going to have to keep upping your dose, like, eventually, you know, and he's just like, ah, we'll worry about it when you get to that. And I was like, yeah. all these, like, really realistic grounded takes was just, like, whoa this is so cool good so good and the world building is insane like you look at the first movie like wow but then they continues in the second and the third like this is a humongous living world that i mean the third not as much though the second for sure second big time they expand upon it hugely yeah um especially in the vampire Vampire section. <laughs> this is head pop up. And then, from my perspective, it's just goofy gray. He's just like, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> but then, uh, like, they did a couple of things in in Trinity that I, I thought were really cool. Uh, I'm not going to shit on Trinity, just so we're clear. I'm not going to mm-hmm. shit on it. <clears throat> it's just hard because. I'm raving about this movie. I'm not going to be raving about Trinity. That'll be the difference, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the the other parts where I feel like it's Wesley Snipes is anytime you see Blade meditating, it's yeah. definitely Wesley Snipes, hundred percent Wesley. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying world building, incredible. I agree. Well, world building is just it's insane in this. It's like. Um, I read, I watched this really cool. It's like a 12 or 13 minute special. It's on Amazon prime. Um, Insider did it. I don't don't know if you ever saw this, but it's called how blade saved Marvel and paved the way for the MCU. 
I actually saw that when I, cause I, I watched Trinity through prime and I saw okay. that and I was like, okay, I gotta watch that. Okay. I gotta so watch that. I watched that and, and it's great. Like it's so good. They talked about the world building, but then they talked about the whole expansion of like Marvel in film. And they, they discussed, um, they said the Marvel movies are a lot like a house. You know, you got your upper floor, which is like the Avengers. You got your your walls that are, um, you know, the MCU movies. You got your flooring, which is the X-Men and the Spider-Man. And that's your house. Mm-hmm. What you don't see is the foundation, which is Blade. Yeah. Yes, no one, 100%. No one, when they look at a house, pays attention to the foundation. They don't. They look at everything else. Yeah. The foundation, like, everything grew from Blade. And it's crazy to think of it like that. I was like, wow, that's such a cool. It is absolutely nuts because like two years later, we got X-Men. Yeah. And apparently Fox had the X-Men right since 94 and had no oh, idea. Yeah, what 100% they, they did. They had no, no idea what to do did. with it. They didn't think it would make money. And then Blake came out, made money, and they're like, okay, let's go for it. Yeah. And, and then X-Men, shortly X-Men, after that, we got yeah. Spider-Man. So like X-Men is the reason we have all these movies today, the success of X-Men and then Spider-Man, but X-Men would never have happened without the success of Blade to begin with. hundred percent. I totally agree. I totally agree. And um, another thing that I really like about this movie is that, (laughs) and this is crazy, but this is the first movie in a franchise. And this is not an origin flick. This is not your standard by the numbers origin flick that they did with X-Men and almost every single movie after that. In fact, every single movie after that, you yeah. have your standard origin flick. Um, this one, no. Right. You meet him. He's already been doing this for quite some time. Um, you meet Whistler, who's also been doing this since before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They do that quick little exposition dump where, like, after Karen is bit, and then Blade, who watched Ninja Turtles, brings her back to Whistler, who's like, should have killed her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, it's a good thing he didn't, because she was able to figure out how to kill vampirism. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was really cool, except that they never touch upon it ever again. Right. So that part, I was like, it's it's cool for the movie, but as long as you don't think about it in the other ones, then you're just like, oh, especially because the third, <laughs> that's a big yeah. plot point. Yeah. But uh, but I just love that they're just sitting there, and she's just like, so you guys hunt vampires, and he's just like, look, like like I found him when he was a boy, his mother was bit when he she was pregnant with him, and you know, and that was it. Like there was just. So I trained him. I trained him to be a vampire hunter because yeah. he also tells a story about how he became a vampire hunter because, you know, they came to his house and they, I love this. I, it sounds brutal. He's just like tried to make me choose which order I'd watch them die in. I was like, oh, that's fucked. But it makes sense that that would be the thing that drives a guy to spend the rest of his life sure. hunting sure. these things down. And could you imagine the gold mine of finding this kid? Who's yeah. half vampire, half human? That wants vengeance for his mother's death. Like, like, that's crazy. So good. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, that was really refreshing. The just starting it, and they're already where they are. We don't get the whole story of 
teenage blade and all that shit showing him yeah or style. not even you get like eric uh eric brooks being trained by whistler and then by the end of the movie someone calls him blade but we don't get any of that and i remember when they first announced dr strange they were they all made a big point of him saying like this isn't going to be an origin flick exactly. he's going to be dr strange he's going to have been dr strange for a bit we might see some flashbacks but he's predominantly going to be and then like i think couple weeks later they were like oh wait no we never said that yeah and it it's would have been so much better it would have been so much better if they did it that way i was actually pumped about it and then when they said well no it's actually going to be a standard origin flick then i was like okay well all right then yeah you know and they kind of wrote off that uh, winter soldier comment by saying well no no, no. it was just the potential for problem <laughs> that's why he was mentioned. <laughs> so, it's pretty so. much like the way Blade plays out is pretty much a page right from Tim Burton's Batman, right? Oh yeah, and and I mentioned the Crow too. Like very much, there's a, a lot of similarities there too. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like with the the uh, Batman, they do the fake out where they show the people getting killed or about to get killed, but yeah. then Batman saves them. So you're right. Like Batman's been doing it long enough that he's got a reputation, and mm -hmm. there's all these rumors about him. And but I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I watched this movie enough times, but I was like immediately refreshed. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This isn't an origin movie. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. I just I love that. Um, <clears throat> what else we got here? Uh, Wesley became attached to the project because he was originally trying to get Black Panther off the ground. Yep. Which is so cool. Like since 95 or 94 or something like that, he was trying to get Black Panther off the ground and then Blade landed on his lap. He didn't even know what Blade was at first. And he went, oh, this is also a Marvel comic. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's nuts to think that he was trying to get Black Panther off the ground in the 90s. And it took until 2018 to happen. It is so nuts. It's absolutely insane. Like, and it took I, almost 25 years to get that movie off the off the ground yeah when at the time you had wesley snipes pushing for it and this was at the height of his fame oh yeah he was huge at this point yeah. you know it's sad that after the blade movies he just started to well the whole friggin irs thing and then that was it that pretty much just yeah had his career in the in the face <laughs> and that's another one like i mentioned it with the uh, uh nicholas cage yeah he's another one like with Wesley Snipes, it was more or less just like it was like a, some weird thing where he was like, I don't think I should have had to pay taxes or something stupid like that. Yeah, he actually went to prison, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he went to jail. Yeah, he went to jail. Yeah, so or prison. I think, I think if you're rich, you go to prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's a white collar crime, you go to prison. Yeah, so yeah, but I think windows. But if I'm if I remember correctly, his stance was more or less just like, "Well, I didn't pay taxes because I didn't feel I should have to." And you're just like, "What? <laughs> what? Like everyone has to pay taxes, but not you? Like, ah, okay, all right, Wesley." Oh, uh, he is a. Character. I hope I'm wrong. He is a character. He's a nutbag. <laughs> like my when my brother met him there, what last two years two years ago? Like that's that's a I didn't hilarious story. I gotta hear the story, actually. No, my brother was at some party, some after party thing. Wesley Snipes was there. We went up to Wesley Snipes and uh, 
said, um, hey, can I get a picture of you, Wesley? I love your work. And Wesley said, you bring me, you get me an Asian woman to hook up with. I'll take a picture or something like that. So something along those regards. My brother just so happened to have an Asian woman that was his friend who worked with him at the time. So he's like, hey, I just met Wesley Snipes. Do you want to meet him? And she said, okay. So he kind of snuck her into Wesley's. <laughs> I ain't got the picture, I think. So. Well, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. That's that's funny. But no, he he's a weird dude, though, to be fair. He's a weird dude. He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely got that ego that, uh, uh, I don't know, like Kanye West, I guess, right? Just. I don't even want to go there. The I world. don't even. I don't even want to go there. King of the world. Nope. Well, talk about nope. our, our new president West. <laughs> I oh no 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 I don't I don't, don't want to do it. No no I don't want to do it. Put the lid on it quick. All right, done. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. back to the Lamagra and Deacon Frost. One of my favorite scenes. Actually, there's so many favorite scenes, but one of my favorite scenes is like the whole. And it's like I never again. I never saw this coming, but like so. All of a sudden, you see uh, Deacon Frost and his crew decked out in black leathers. You know, mm-hmm. they got motorcycle helmets on. You're like, what the hell's going on? They've got friggin' Dragon Eddie with them. You know, and they're like, they're basically rubbing in his face. It's like, that's the thing about you purebloods. Never seen the sun. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, that's why they're wearing the helmets. Oh, they take his teeth? Oh, now the CGI of the death scene isn't the greatest. No. But, you know, it's one of those where I'm like, yeah, but at the time period, I'm okay with it. Because it's not that uh, bad. Well, it almost looked kind of stop motion, right? It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It did have a stop motion feel to it. It wasn't as bad as like the blood later on, like when Deacon's yeah, the whole final Omega thing is just awful. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say the whole thing. It just, for me, it's those two parts where well, his hand CG, gets cut off. CG parts. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, when he gets cut in half, that like the blood sequences, but the explosion scene is gross. Like it's just oh yeah, yeah, it's so it's, gross. It's really shitty. Like it really does not look. Good at all. Like the other ones, like when he does it to when played. Oh, uh, recap. Karen Jansen, the doctor, figures out she can make the vampires explode with this uh, coagulant. So when we see Blade use this on some of the other bad guys, like the vampires, singularly, they don't look so bad. They explode. It looks okay. Mm-hmm. But if they do it to Deacon, it's just so brutal. So gross. Well, he gets what, like five or six in him or something? And yeah, he gets like, that's right. into the head. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, the CG is definitely, definitely rough in that scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the alternate ending would have been even worse. So I'm lucky we got the one we did. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Norrington as uh, Michael Morbius. <laughs> well, no, not that ending, but like the alternate, like, Lamegra fight. Like, Lamegra was originally going to turn into like this floating blood thing that floated around the room with, oh with right yes 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 that's right and that oh, looked bad yeah but no the the final alternate ending of the movie yeah it's got morbius standing on a rooftop because morbius was going to be the villain of the sequel but then sony bought the rights to morbius a year after blake came out so. <laughs> yeah and then did nothing at all forever. until now yeah <laughs> yeah um i i just like oh, fuck. so much like 
even the creepiness of introducing Blade's mom and trying to actually have her seduce him. Yeah. And she even says, like, I'm not your mom anymore. Yeah. And it's very like, weird. That's still gross. That's still <laughs> gross. The pseudo Jesus scene when they drain him of his blood. Yeah. And his yeah. like you can't see it, but my hands are like off to the side. But he's like hit on all the points. That part was crazy. Like and then when he has to bite Karen again, just so he can get yep. to like he does that scream frost. And she's telling him to stop and he won't stop. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fight scenes are just amazing. Absolutely amazing fight scenes are brutal too. Fights are absolutely are so brutal. good. So good. I love I love that one uh familiar that he keeps going after too. Beats the fuck out of that guy. Holy shit. And then follows him to that club and he's being the crap out of him again. And he's like, where's the entrance? It's in the freezer that keeps being the shit out of him. <laughs> Stomps him, punches him, throws him into shit. He's like, it's, Where in is the it? it's in the freezer. And he looks. <laughs> he opens and he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think my favorite fight scene, though, is the final battle with him and Quinn. Because yeah. Quinn wants to kill him so badly, right? Because he took his arm twice. Yeah. Lit him on fire, took his arm twice. He's like itching for it so badly. And then it's just this yeah. razor wire and he's cut in half. I was like, that's awesome. That's Boom, so gone. cool. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, I love the scene too where the the vampire souls or whatever are ripping through everybody. Yeah. That I liked that it had a stop motion feel to it too. I really liked that. that. Yeah, it definitely had a stop motion feel to it. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then, of course, we lead up to the part where um, we get to hear Wesley Snipes say, what does he say, Kenneth? The motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. And then he kills Deacon Frost and saves kills the world. Deacon, yeah. Oh, fuck, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Did you know that Deacon Frost was uh, originally offered to Jet Li? Oh, I did not know that. I'm glad. I'm glad Dorf got it. He turned it down because he wanted to do Lethal Weapon 4 instead. And then they were shooting at the same time. Smart move. That's a smart move. So in an alternate universe, Blade would have been the first American Jet Li movie. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually glad that he didn't. Yeah. Because uh, it, it also would have changed the dynamic because I like that um, while Deacon Frost is a vampire and the way they have vampires in this movie, like they had like that kid that like 16 year old looking black woman or girl or whatever who was a martial arts expert and you're like well that makes sense because if you've been alive for a million years or a hundred years maybe you'd learn martial arts yep right but i actually liked that deacon didn't really have any sort of martial arts and it was just the fact that he was the blood god that he was actually kicking the shit out of Blade. Because mm. even the stuff that he's doing, there's nothing, there's no technique to it. He's just dodging, jumping around, doing that really fast sort of like, hey, I'm right here. Yeah. Like, that's it. There's no finesse to it. Right. So then if you have two martial artists, you know, it, I don't know. Because then I guess at that point I would say, well, how does Blade win? Yeah, it would have, like, the sword fight probably would have been more hand-to-hand, -hand, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad that they did have a sword fight, which I thought was awesome. And the sword, sword itself awesome. was awesome. The sword, 
The oh, sword yeah. itself was awesome with that built-in uh, mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Deacon Frost is like, oh, didn't think I knew about that, eh? Told you, Blade. I know everything about you. <laughs> uh, so good, though. They deeks him out with uh, with him thinking that that explosive vampire, vampire thing is a cure. It, oh, it's the oh, it's his little cure up there. You want your cure. His serum. That's right. He's like, oh, you, yeah. you want your serum? Oh, serum's not going to help you now, buddy. And, uh, and you're right. Yeah. But uh, we forgot about the uh, the one scene that changes everything. The death scene of Whistler. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Like the way they shot it, it looked brutal. Yeah, it just walks up and then like he's got that blanket over him all covered in blood and just Blade looks away and just pulls I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the shot of uh, Deacon Frost stomping him. Oh, Because they shoot it from up an angle. So he's stomping. You don't see who like that he's stomping Whistler. But you know it's him. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, And then, yeah, that whole thing. Blade doesn't even look. And Whistler's just like, give me the goddamn gun. (laughs) Yep. Give me the gun and walk away. Whistler had a weird freaking, like, roller coaster of a tail in this trilogy, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Especially when you get to the Trinity and you're just kind of like, Okay. All right. I guess. I, I mean, I can only assume. I can only assume that they they loved his his performance so much in this that they're like, we got to bring him back for the second somehow. Actually, you know what? I had no issues with him in the second one. Um, like, cause they they explain it like he was bitten after the fact. Yeah. Um, and then they just kept him alive for for fun or whatever. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, that's that's fine. That's fine. But like the only drawback is of course, like Deacon Frost makes a point of saying, like, I'm not gonna bite you. Yeah. He's he's flat out, like, I'm just gonna kill you because it's gonna fucking fuck blade up. Yeah. Um, but that scene was great. And that whole meditation scene was awesome. But my mom actually pointed this out. And I I because I'd watched it a bunch of times before I watched it with my mom, and mm. she's just like, like when you get to the scene where he's uh cutting the root off that, that plant. Yeah. She's just like, oh yeah, because he's got he's got no home now. He has no more roots. And I was like, oh wow, Ever because Whistler's dead. Whistler's dead, and Whistler is like his anchor. Yeah, and that's gone now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See. That's Thanks, cool. mom. Yeah. yeah, I was like, and I think I'd watched it probably like a good 10 times at that point because i had the vhs right so i just watched yeah. it all the time yeah and when she said that, i was just kind of like like i think i did one of these where i went well okay I'm, it's such a throwaway shot you don't think anything of it right you think oh he's just getting his shit together <laughs> yeah that's right he's just getting his shit together he's just getting his shit and uh getting yeah. his shit together in a little bag and he's gonna just keep his shit in that bag and get his shit together on. you know yeah but yeah, so, um, like, I mean, the ending of the movie would have happened exactly the same way, but with Whistler's death, my part of me feels, though, that they killed Whistler off, not thinking that this movie was going to be anything other than a one and done. Right, that's possible. So then, when this made, like, almost four times the budget, yeah, like, 
just over three times the budget, they were like, okay, well, we got to bring them back. Yeah. Right? We're doing another one. Yeah. So um, I think I've covered... I've covered everything that I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So yeah I'm good. Me, me too. I mean, I Blade is so good. I mean, I wish they would have kept a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Yeah, he, exactly. Because he shot a cameo, right? Like um, the cops that go to the club at the beginning after Blades attack the place. Stan Lee oh, was wow. one of the cops in the original. Oh. Yeah. So it would have been cool. It would have been cool. But we no, we had to wait till the hot dog vendor scene in X-Men to get our first true stan cameo <laughs> well okay okay all but, right uh blade's amazing it's a movie i've always loved um i do hold a um a stronger feeling for the sequel i love the sequel yeah but the like, first it's, one it's close first, for me though yeah the first one is epic and i mean again it's the thing that started it all there would be no nolan yeah. trilogy or anything <clears throat> without Blade. exactly exactly and it's so, funny to, like if you think about it in those terms you go okay well if there was no uh x-men i mean i still think on some level we would have got spider-man but i don't think we would have gotten spider-man the way we did with Raimi's trilogy right we might have gotten james cameron's spider-man movie yeah hard to say i mean trying to get it off the ground for years but i'm really glad we didn't get that version yeah but okay so because spider-man is spider-man but i think we would have gotten it in some way shape or form but then the snowball is just like you said no nolan trilogy and then no no uh no uh nolan trilogy then we wouldn't have gotten casino royale you know what i mean like yeah there's so many things that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this movie being made exactly and being so good the last 20 plus years of like action and superhero films are all because of this one movie could you imagine if goyer actually wrote this as a joke camp movie oh oh because because you could have it's there like there's enough there in the like 70s version of it that you could have done it i am so glad that they didn't and i'm also so glad that this version bled into comic books so now when you see blade in the comic books he looks like wesley snipes yeah exactly he acts like wesley snipes you know yeah so oh such a good movie oh my god so good so good the 90s were good for action flicks dude yeah we talked about this in uh, total recall and it's like yeah yeah, there's that window that window of just awesomeness like Right from 1990 all the way to 99. Just, You know what I'm going to say? This uh, I'll say about this, and then I think that'll be my final thought on this, is that uh, the other thing that I like about Blade, and it's refreshing in the sense that all this is is just a kung fu vampire flick. That's it. It's not trying to be five different movies. It's literally just like, look, it's a vampire movie with kung fu. That's it. Or karate or like martial arts or whatever. It's just a, a vampire action flick. That's it. That's yeah. all. Nothing else. It's kind of like um, uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Okay. From Dusk yeah. Till Dawn is literally just a vampire movie. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing else. It's not trying to be anything else. It's just that's it. Yeah. And that's probably what I, I uh, that's one of the things that I love the most about this movie, amongst the plethora of things that I love about this movie. I waited too long to rewatch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's way too long. I don't think I've rewatched any of the blades and probably a good, Oh man, it's gotta be close to 10 years already. It's probably about 10 for me as well. If not longer. Yeah. I mean, I've had them and I just have not watched them. Like I think about, I think about like my moves and stuff over the last 10 years. I was like, okay, I didn't watch it there. I didn't watch it there. I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, at least my first apartment on Syndicate would be the last time I watched it. Yeah, I uh, I actually it's crazy. I think the last time I watched it was at my grandparents' place, and I don't own this movie on anything other than VHS. <laughs> so that's yeah, gonna change, so. right? One hundred percent. I'm gonna fucking first chance I get, I'm buying that trilogy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, so Geek that Pancers. is the Blade Camcast. That is the Blade Camcast, Geek Pancers. Let us know what you like in the comments. Let us know if you don't like it in the comments. If you haven't seen it, see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to. Guys, we can be seen on <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcast is where we can be heard. Google Podcast, we can be heard. Heard. SoundCloud, we can be heard. We can also be seen on YouTube, and we're also on the geekpantsmedia.com, where at some point, I believe Chris Mercier is going to write an article about something. I don't know. It's, I don't know if he is happen. at this point. It's, it's a speculation, if you will. And finally, finally, that's an awesome shirt, Ken. Oh, thank you. That's bitching. Sadly, there's no blade on it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Watch. I'm wearing all of these characters are in movies now because of him. <laughs> that's right that's right i love that sinister six shirt that's the sinister six one right yeah yeah it is it's just super faded but yeah yeah i love oh yeah oh yeah uh oh the the jury's still out we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do for our 100th episode our 100th geek pants cam cast Mm -hmm. currently the front runner is who who's the front runner front runner we're going back to the future the trilogy correct the trilogy or is it just back to the future well, he said his favorite is the first. This is uh, Maui Masashi, who follows us on Twitter. Hey, thanks, Maui Masashi. This guy loves us. He comments and, and retweets everything we put out. So awesome right. fan. Awesome fan. And so far, yeah. we're doing Back to the Future. Back to the Future. He said the first is his favorite, so it could be that or the trilogy. He's happy either way. So Fair enough. Fair enough. So if you guys want us to do that, continue voting for it. If you want us to do something else, let us know in the comments. On Twitter or on Instagram or Facebook or or anywhere you can leave comments. Yep. Anywhere. Anywhere. In fact, skyride it. <laughs> yeah, hire a plane and just right over Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah, use your COVID relief money to spend <laughs> it on a skyrider just so that you could tell us yeah. something we probably won't even see. Look to the sky. Oh, Top Gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what i i actually uh i bet you top gun will not be uh will not be part of the list top gun will not be in the list because it's not a geek movie it's not a geek movie we have touched on non-geeky things we have we've dabbled like we have dabbled in the non-geekiness we have we have dabbled a bit um we've dabbled i mean the bad boys movies aren't geeky movies you can't really call those geeky movies 
Oh no, hundred percent they're not, and it reflected in our viewership. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Whatever. Geek Pants Camcast is us talking. It's about our Camcast. We're gonna do whatever the it. fuck we want. All right, whatever yeah. the fuck we want. In fact, I'm out. Yeah. Ice skate uphill. I'll ice skate uphill. I'll do it backwards. Oh. I'm out with that. That's- fuck you, Deacon Frost. <laughs>